Welcome back to the Lynx Golf Podcast. This is digital editor Al Lunsford with Lynx, joined today by the general manager of Sand Valley Golf Resort, Michael Carbiner. Mike, nice to have you here on my back porch. Thank you, Al. It's a pleasure to be here, and uh, I'll say on our back porch. How yes. about that? Yes. My my accommodations this week um, have been nothing short of incredible. I can shut the blinds completely, and it gets so dark in the bedroom, but I like having the blinds open and walking out and looking out onto the Mammoth Dunes property out here. Um, massive, exposed, sandy hillsides and lush green fairway everywhere. It's it's not a bad way to wake up and have a cup of coffee every morning. No. As a matter of fact, I would highly recommend it. And those who haven't experienced it, what you just described, where you do part the blinds, have a cup of coffee and look out at the golf course beckoning for you, it's pretty special. Yeah. I was going to ask you that later, but I'll ask you now. What do you think is the best place to stay on property while you're here or what what are the differences where where all can you can you be i would say it really depends on the experience you're looking for um for a group of four that really wants to spend a lot of time together or perhaps four couples um, our residence cottage units are outstanding they have four king rooms a full kitchen um, refrigeration, um, et cetera. So you really get that camaraderie of a trip. But then there's also people who enjoy being spread out, you know, and, and nothing beats the proximity of the room you're in, for example, to Mammoth Bar um, and Aldo's Restaurant. So for those who like being more tight in in the action, you're 10 feet away from walking out, hitting a few practice putts, or as we talked about this morning, walking out to the first tee. Yeah. Um, so each one has kind of unique experience. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're looking at the first tee. Uh, we're 20 yards away from the putting green, which I actually teed off from the edge of the putting green because I was playing the orange tees yesterday at Mammoth Dunes. That's kind of cool. There's a trail start of a hiking trail 20 yards the other way. So it's all right here. I'd say this is the place to stay at the clubhouse. If it's if it's just you and maybe like if you're a couple or maybe one or two buddies, this is a good spot. Well, but, I think um, you just answered yeah. your own question, though. I know. I, I just had to talk it out with you. Just You were my sounding board yeah, there. You got to the right place. Yeah, I did. This is it's obviously part of the Dream Golf umbrella, and I, I haven't been to the other two properties in Dream Golf. I know you worked at Bandon. I don't know if you've been to Cabot either, uh, but obviously everything here seems to be it's dream golf, it's dream lodging, dream tennis. Like Megan mentioned, there's 15 grass tennis courts here built amongst the dunes, stuff of what dreams are made of. You know, how do, how do you day-to-day try to make the experience something that people dream about? Um, well, circling back to the first, I, I will say I'm probably one of the more fortunate people um, on the face of the earth, and particularly if you're a golfer. Uh, being able to be exposed to the Kaiser family and the Dream Golf band or brand, excuse me, um, originally at Bandon when there was 21 guest rooms and 18 holes, um, you know, close to 20 plus years ago, um, evolving into what it is today. That family should be very proud of what they've put together and and what they've brought um, to the public um, that we can enjoy that. Um, so first and foremost, just a testament to what they've done and how they've developed it. It's now, you know, three properties and, gosh, close to 10 golf courses, you know, with, with a very distinct flavor, um, which is golf as it was meant to be and in its purest form. Um, so I would say first and foremost, 
when how do you execute that, you know, as an operator, stay out of its way, mm. let it be great, um, because there's so much that's right. Um, with, with what it is, um, and that includes, you know, here at Sand Valley, at Bandon Dunes, and at Cabot Links. Um, so I don't think I think we do a very good job of of understanding that, um, understanding who appreciates our properties and why they're here, and then make sure that we put them on a path to experience everything that there is. Circle back to the answer you gave just a few minutes ago, making sure that you know within a twenty yard radius of when you walk out of your room. You can be in a restaurant, in a bar, perhaps enjoying a delicious um, adult beverage, mm-hmm. on a practice green, on the first tee, or on a ridge trail that goes one and a half miles across these prehistoric dunes. It's within 20 yards right. of you stepping out of your room. That, that's pretty special. Um, so making sure I think people understand that. Uh, making sure they have exposure to all of that. I'd say that's job one, probably job two, um, job three. Um, And then more than anything, um, how do we collaborate that? You hear us say a lot, be genuine, helpful, and friendly. And and I think that sums it up right there. And and I'm very, very proud to be able to be a part of the team that lives that and breathes that every day. And uh, and I think that's very much who we are. It's just been a very great experience for me in particular and I know it looks like everyone here is certainly enjoying themselves and how could you not and I'm looking at it at this and it's hard to imagine what this looked like when the golf course wasn't here and I'm sure the opposite is also true it was probably hard to imagine what a golf course would look like here when all of this was you know just the the trees that you see surrounding the property and that's all you can see for miles and miles. So when you know much about the, uh, the origins of the resort and how the idea got sparked for it? Well, I would say the thing that always jumps out to my mind is, you know, great golf is predicated on being played on sand. You know, that, that's a key component to some of the most famous world-class designs and certainly Lynx golf. The fact that there is this type of repository of sand in central Wisconsin, of all places, people don't immediately have their mind go to that. So number one, I think you have to get over a little bit the, wow, I'm in central Wisconsin and there's a lot of sand. Um, and just realize that it's, it's certainly unique. Um, with that said, the sheer amount of sand across the acreage that's here um, that goes back hundreds of years um, and how the nature kind of carved it out um, that then got overgrown with trees and jack pines and that sort, it took some work to uncover what was there and, and particularly for kind of this generation you know that we're in right now if you go back two three generations they might be able to say yeah i remember when there wasn't um, a lot of that vegetation in the trees and and some of that growth um, so the fact that a, a small group of individuals were able to seek that out understand the history of the area um, and then the footprint that it's on i mean literally thousands of acres and then just start to salivate and say, oh boy, 
that yeah. this is really good golf property um, right here because of what I just described. Um, kudos to them. Um, my mind personally does not work like an architect, so I can't look at a, a piece of property and envision three different holes and, you know, this would be here and there'd be a small, you know, plateau green over here. I'm just, I'm not, my mind's probably not aesthetically wired like that. Mm -hmm. um, but for those who are, I mean, I bet this was just a canvas like they rarely get to see. Yeah. And I, I don't claim to be any sort of uh, golf course architect or like aficionado about that, but I recall several times playing both courses where you look at some of the land that's right next to it and just kind of think like, wow, that looks like it would be a really good place for a golf hole. And that happened several times. And I know there's 7,000 acres of basically land that's not golf that's here. So there's a lot to, it seems like there's a lot to work with and, and stuff that could be molded into even more fascinating rolling terrain of, of golf course in the future. Well, don't sell yourself short. Then I think we need to get a cocktail napkin and you need to sketch out those golf holes for well, us. Well, I think I have some competition <laughs> in that regard. If, if I'm going to uh, try to throw my hat in the ring for that, there's, there's a long list of the who's who in golf course architecture that's I think waiting in the wings to get their hands on this place. Fair enough. Yeah. So in terms of the two different courses, you've got the Core and Crenshaw designed Sand Valley, the original course uh, that opened in 2017. And then in 2018, uh, David McClay Kid built up Mammoth Dunes. When you look at the two courses, maybe even just for the first tee, if you didn't know anything about it, you'd kind of say, you know, like these look almost the same. Like, what's different about these two places? So how do you see the two courses contrast from each other? So I would say I would probably myself work from the green complexes out, you know, and then back to the tee boxes. And I think what you'll see on Sand Valley um, is the complexes themselves have greens within greens. Um, so that course gets much tighter um, and when you get 150 yards in. You know, when you have to start really putting a premium on accuracy and particularly with approach shots, um, to put yourself in a good position to have a, a look at birdie or perhaps a, a more routine pedestrian two-putt par. Um, getting onto some of the long, excuse me, wrong plateaus on those greens, um, you start thinking two-putt's pretty good. You know, in a nice lag, you're, you're thinking lag putt pretty quick. And and I think many of those situations, um, a two putt is a really good two putt par move on. Um, Mammoth Dunes, on the other hand, um, tends to have much larger green complexes. Um, it allows itself for many different pin placements and certainly different ways to play different holes. Number six, for example, that you see a lot is kind of the boomerang green. You know, that, that, that pin on the left versus the right is literally two different golf holes. Yeah. Um, and how you choose to play that changes then drastically moving backwards from the green to the tee. Um, so I would say that would probably be, you know, my number one um, thing that I think is a kind of distinguishing factor between the two courses. Um, the one thing that I think is 
consistent when you hear mammoth. I mean, you just think big. And we have we, we had one comment that really resonated with me when I first got here is um, one of our guests said, it's like playing golf in a national park. And I thought, boy, that's about spot on. Yeah. I mean, you're just out there and it's it's big, it's bold, and you don't have a lot of kind of ancillary stuff, you know, clouding your golf experience. And you just kind of get lost out there. Um, and Sand Valley is, is similar, doesn't have that kind of ginormous feel, uh, but certainly has a routing that's unique that takes you up and down that, that one main kind of dune spine that goes through the course that you work over three or four times. So uh, anyway, I think they're fabulous courses. Yeah. It's funny you say you can get lost out there because I know the caddies like have trackers on them so that they don't get lost out there. Um, but our caddy yesterday on Mammoth, uh, Lance, I thought something interesting that he told us that kind of speaks to what you were talking about. The greens on Sand Valley are kind of built to um, repel shots away from the green and, and towards the surrounding bunkers and hazards. Whereas Mammoth, the greens are kind of built to you know, accept shots mm-hmm. and carry them towards the green and away from those hazards. And that's the, the contrasting styles of those greens. Then when you move back, um, there's still a good amount of room on Sand Valley. There is. But Mammoth is Mammoth for a reason in all ways, I think. I know you you mentioned six, the green complex there's iconic. There's a lot of photography of that hole. Do you have a favorite hole or two from from each of the two courses that comes to mind for you? Yes, and and I say that reluctantly because there's those ones that you cherish because perhaps you had a great birdie. Um, they're those ones that you look at and go, because perhaps you had a double bogey. I had a double bogey on the sixth. Okay. Green. So, so you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I'd say that I'm probably skewed more towards the collection of par threes, you know, on property, both courses. Um, and then including the sandbox, of course, which I think might have a few of the best holes out of all the courses. I really like number five on Sand Valley. Um, I like number eight. Um, on Sand Valley. I think that's a, a great hole, and that kind of that stretch of holes from eight to nine um, is really special. Um, on Mammoth, uh, same thing, 13, 14, you know, and mm-hmm. that kind of par three, and, you know, just a huge kind of sand, dune, blowout face right there. It's just, it's hard to hit a golf shot you know, when you're standing on that tee. You know, you just want to soak it all in. Um, so I think that's an awesome hole, and then it leads right into 14, um, where then you're just you know you're looking at a, a par four that, um, with a well struck shot, you know you can really attack. So you're kind of licking your chops, you know, up on the tee. So it's kind of that stretch in there is, is certainly a lot of fun, um, and I think kind of um, for someone like myself who's okay, you know, not great. It, it presents challenges and options that I can actually think about and execute and and go through that so i'd say those are probably a few of my favorites yeah 13 is like you're hitting over a canyon basically mm-hmm. of sand it's really cool and i would i would also say i i think 18 on sand valley particularly um mammoth as well they're both par fives i i enjoy match play you know, I think that's just such a fun way to enjoy a day on the links. And I think they are really great finishing holes um, for a match play particularly. Yeah. Um, if you have a close match, uh, they're, they're just great finishing holes, mm-hmm. um, particularly for that format. Yeah, we were talking about that yesterday too, um, 
how things can change in a hurry out here and every hole is kind of unique too it, it, it sticks out it's, they're both courses that you remember a lot from they don't it's not like they blend together all as one each hole kind of tells its own story mm-hmm. um, but speaking of match play I know you have several events out here there's almost like a major championship uh, rotation throughout the year at Sand Valley what are some of those events uh, that you put on and and I know we're in the presence of a champion over here. She's waiting on you it's to inspiring. give her compliments. It's, um, yeah. What's your favorite event that's hosted out here? So, so they're very different. You know, I'll lead with that. And as you alluded to, we have four what we like to call our own Sand Valley majors. Um, it leads off with our summer solstice event. Um, that is not for the week. You know, you play 72 holes of golf in one day. You, um, you wake up, you fuel up, and you play golf all day. Uh, and that's that's obviously pretty special for those who have the um, stamina and uh, endurance to do that. So that's a great way to kind of kick off our year, and, and it really sets a tone. Um, the second event we have is our Sand Valley Cup. Um, that is a two-person team event. Um, it's geared to be fun. You play different formats, alternate shot, best ball, et cetera. Um, this year, I mean, we just saw some extraordinary golf um, led by Megan Godfrey and her partner, which uh, were champions, uh, lived, lived, hoisted the trophy. Um, then that goes into our Founders Cup. Um, and our Founders Cup is a special event for us because it's people who are critical to the success of the resort. I'm um, getting it off the ground. They're big supporters. It's our way to welcome them back. Say, we're glad you're here. Um, we appreciate what you've done and, and come enjoy a few days of golf. Um, and then it all wraps up with the Heathland Cup, um, which is over Labor Day weekend. Probably the, um, I'd say... Uh, the lower digit handicap players um, really competitive more um, gross versus net you know and and all that and it's it's a great way to wrap up the year and we're looking forward to that this year and I think that's something that's been interesting for all of us in the golf business and particularly um, I can speak for ourselves you know this it's been an un- unusual year and and how we've seen kind of the ebb and flow of just society and in our sport and our game and how people People enjoy it. And golf was embraced early in the process as a way to be outside, you know, to be able to have fresh air and still have some camaraderie and and enjoy some exercise. And um, I think people really embrace that. And it was important, I think, for, you know, not to get you know, too psychological, but I think our society needed that. And I'm, I'm thrilled that golf could be that for so many people. And I'm thrilled that Sand Valley could be that for so many people. And what we've heard from people who are participating in our events, it's something that, that was a couple weeks out that gave them hope, gave them something to look forward to. Um, and we're going to go do this and it's going to be fun. And it's a, it's a safe environment. It's a safe game and I can feel comfortable doing it. Um, so I think this year, particularly time will prove that we'll look back and say these were pretty special um, special events this year for a lot of different reasons. Yeah, and you guys have done a good job with making people feel comfortable while they're here. The little details, you know, the getting to your room, there's hand sanitizer and wipes in your room, and um, that's spread across the, the property. A lot of room to spread out out there here is. as well, uh, so that, that makes it pretty easy. Circle back to the sandbox mm-hmm. and it's known for having the most unique 
green complexes on the property. Um, I think that's true. I think what you said about some of the, the best holes here are on that sandbox. Um, also, a Corbin Crenshaw design. Do you know why 17 holes? There's only 17 out there instead of an 18-hole course. Is it just because of what the land gave them, or is there a particular reason there? Yeah, um, I think it's safe to say that the charge given to the architects was to find the best golf holes you can, mm -hmm. um, to use this kind of unique wedge of property. And, and if the land dictates that there's 20 holes, so be it. If the land dictates that there's 12 great holes, so be it. And, and with their routing, they got to 17. And I think the big thing was 17 great holes. Yeah. Yeah. I like how it's, um, you know, you have your short course tees, which are anywhere from 40 to 140 yards. But there's a, you've also got a little putting tee, too. Mm -hmm. So it can entirely be um, the greatest putting course you've ever experienced. And so that the way I did it was I played one ball from each throughout. And I shot better on the, uh, the putting, actually. Fired a little one under out there. Well done. So I don't know what the course record is there, but... Um, you know, I'm coming for the throne. Okay. Next well, time I'm here. We'll That's only my first time, so <laughs> yeah, I got to get used to it, but it's a good start. So I have a few ideas to pitch you as well. And Brandon and Megan know that I've already been pitching this to everyone who will listen to me. But there's a few things here. I think that there's something that in a name that people people need a name for things that they're they can reference and they're drawn back to and, and you're are unique to a particular place so there's a couple of things out here that don't have names right so the six hole loop over on sand valley um, that starts and plays one through five and then there's an alternate sixth hole that comes back and that was a cool hole i i didn't realize until as clark told us yesterday uh that it has a fescue green that's kind of cool so I'm thinking six holes, you know, quick, you know, go fire off a few rounds. So for the six hole loop, I like the six shooter. Okay. The six shooter. Just fire off a quick round of the six shooter. Okay. All right. Anything. We'll marinate on no, that for a little while. You're straight facing me now. My heart is broken. No, I, I like to say I have to, I have to sit here and contemplate that marinate for a while. Marinate on that. Marinate on yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The six shooter has has some merit. Really good logo options there too. Definitely. Yeah, I'm thinking like, you know, like the fake gun that pops out a flag when you shoot it. So you have the the gun with like the flag with a six on it. Okay, that that so could, be could be interesting. And you know, one thing to me when you say six shooter, I immediately think of the old Wild Wild West. Yes, you know, kind of like that. And I think you enjoyed the six hole loop with hickories. I did. Correct. So yes, there's I a did. there's a little bit of a thread there. So I, I could see that it's definitely something we could work with. Mm. Those hickories. That that's an amazing little experience you can have out here. Oh, that's cool. I hadn't seen anywhere else. It's really neat. If you haven't tried that um, whether it's here or anywhere you know if you enjoy the game of golf try it i mean it is just so much fun and it, it's amazing even that with the changes in technology when you strike a shot pure even with a hickory boy it still goes yeah you know so it's uh you know it's just pretty cool it is cool and if you don't hit it it's like a worm burner like all over the place and both of those 
kinds of shots are, are fun it to is. hit. The other idea, so you guys added a food truck over by the sandbox right next to the first and the 17th, first tee, 17th green, so you loop back around and get to there. So we had a couple name options there. 17 holes, you know, you have your 19th hole aspect. Mm-hmm. So with only 17, maybe a natural name for that one would be 18. Makes logical sense. Head to the 18th afterwards, or start at the 18th, perhaps. The name I picked in my mind, which plays to sand, plays to, you know, a place where you dig in. You dig in at the divot, right? So it also kind of played, there's a quote on the sandbox scorecard as well. It says, it's something like, I don't know who it's attributed to, but it's, if you're using a putter and not making a divot from anywhere, feel free to tee off wherever you want. So I liked digging in at the divot. I like that. That's actually very catchy. Oh, digging in God. at the divot. So uh, well done. I, I like your creative juices. They're good. Mm, that is the reaction I wanted so desperately. Oh, it's so good. Even if it doesn't happen, that's that's all I wanted. Digging in at the divot. I still have to continue to think about that. We could have some fun with that <laughs> yeah. for sure. So there's a lot to do here at Sand Valley outside of golf as well. What do you think are some of the things that anyone visiting here when they're not on the golf course, uh, what should they make sure they try to do? One thing I will, you know, lead with is some of our hiking trails throughout the property are pretty special. And it gives you a good understanding and a grasp for the property, the terrain, the environment you're in. Um, The Ridge Trail, um, as you referenced earlier, I mean, it's a 10-yard walk um, out of the clubhouse rooms. Um, It's just a nice meandering moderate mile loop that kind of takes you up some of the um, crests and um, like I said gives you some sweeping views of the entire property so that's one that I would really encourage people to do Um, if you can if you can time it right and do it sun up sundown Mm. you know and and you've got the right elements um, I'm comfortable saying it's something you'll remember your entire life So that's one. Um, Number two, for those who might be a little more adventurous, we do have fat tire biking. I can't say that I am a expert fat tire biker, but for those who enjoy the sport and that type of recreation, they rave about our trails. Um, And similar to golfers, they just start to salivate when they see all the sand and the dunes and they're like, yeah, get me on my bike. Let me go. And um, so they really enjoy that. Um, So if, if you enjoy fat tire biking, mountain biking, I would say definitely work that you know, into your itinerary. Um, you had mentioned our grass court tennis um, yep. facilities. Yep. That's something that to me is pretty unique because number one, there's so few grass courts in the United States or really in the world. Um, and then the second thing is you put that over kind of in a bucket. Then you say, how many of those are actually public access? You know, very few. Um, so the fact that you can come here and play um, grass court tennis is definitely unique. It's definitely something that's uh, um, enjoyed by a lot of our guests. So I would encourage you to kind of weave that into your itinerary. And that can be done in, you know, 30, 60, 90 minute intervals, you know, around golf and other activities. Um, then another is uh, if you like to fish, you know, we, we've got ponds here that are stocked. Um, we've seen people go there and just start pulling out 
you know, fish hands over fish. You mentioned Clark Willard earlier, who took you on your uh, hickory excursion um, for your six shooter loop. Um, did it's I say catching that right? on. Okay. It's catching on. To make sure I got that right. <laughs> um, he's our resident angler too, and he can tell you where all the good spots are to fish, and um, he can hook you up with fishing poles, a, a tackle box, and kind of send you on your way. So, um, fishing is one that's enjoyed um, by a lot of individuals as well. So, I would say those are the ones that immediately come to mind. One kind of aspect that we don't think a lot about because we, you know, outdoor golf summertime. Um, we do have a lot of winter sports in the area as well um, where people like to snowmobile, cross-country ski, um, snowshoe. Out here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. And we have trails for that. Uh, more of the cross-country skiing and the snowshoeing. Yeah. Um, but the town of Rome that surrounds our property has groomed snowmobile trails and ATV trails um, that I know are very popular as well. So definitely skewed towards the summertime and warmer months but there are winter activities as well Mm -hmm. yeah and thinking about like the location here it's also hard to imagine this completely being covered in snow but i'm sure it's a a wonderful site it's a lot more maybe accessible than i'd realized it is you know we we came from chicago and it was just over three hours drive from there but you're pretty close to to milwaukee and and madison wisconsin is very close i guess i'm thinking about the other side like minneapolis i'm not sure how far that is uh, or Des Moines, Iowa is, is kind of close to all yeah. within like a three hour it's about driving right. window. So it's really coming from either side of the country, a very accessible place, but also kind of, you know, its own destination. You want to be, be willing to go and drive to this oasis out here of golf is really what I like to that, call it. That's a good way to summarize it. And I think, you know, what we do a lot is we put a pin. You know, in Sand Valley, you just take a map and you do a 50-mile radius, 100-mile radius, 150-mile radius, et cetera. And you had referenced a three-hour, basically, drive by Mm -hmm. automobile, interstate. Um, There's several million people, you know, within that three-hour radius. And it's primarily, obviously, all in the Midwest. Um, So the opportunity to come enjoy this type of golf when for those people like i said several million who can get in their car and do that as opposed to have to get in an airplane cross multiple time zones you know that sort um, is certainly something midwest residents appreciate um, and we hear that a lot and not surprisingly that's where a, kind of one of our core demographics yeah um, lies and and we're thrilled we can be that for them yeah so what's you know what's next i know there's sedge valley was uh, which is Tom Doak's course out here, the concept of that, which was really interesting that they, they brought out a few architects and said, you know, pick a spot, make a routing, and, and we'll see what we like best. And and they went with, with Tom's because it was kind of what the Kaiser's also, the same plot of land they were thinking too. So where where's that stand? You know, what do you see in the future for, for Sand Valley? Well, number one, more golf. Yeah. You know, and, and I'll just lead with that. Um, you had referenced earlier in our conversation, um, you know, the number of acres that are out here um, within the, the footprint of, of the Kaiser family. Um, so within there, there's multiple opportunities to develop several different golf courses and different architects have already been engaged and walked those properties. And there's different um, 
variations of, of layouts and routings that already exist. Um, one that you mentioned, Sedge Valley, you know, is literally there ready to go. And when the time is right, they'll say, okay, we're ready to roll. Uh, but in addition to that, one of the things that I think we've learned um, along the way is, is the popularity of the sandbox. Um, and I think that understanding there's a desire for people to be able to go enjoy that experience with three or four clubs and it's one to two hours um, and people really like that the sheer popularity of it Um, putting courses um, uh, you know the success of the punch bowl out at Bandon and knowing that there's um, a desire for that here you know within the family to develop and how do you do that Um, so I'll say it's primarily golf Um, it's it's everything from putting courses, um, additional par three courses, and then uh, more traditional for full kind of regulation 18-hole courses. Yeah. Well, I can't wait. Just let me know when you want me to come back, and, and I'll hop on a plane, and I'll be here. We'll keep you on speed dial. Okay. Awesome. Perfect. And then room four, if you don't mind, it's it's kind of become my home away from home. So have we named room four yet? Room four? Um, wow. That's not something I'd considered either, because they're not really named for the rooms around here. The Al? No. The Big Al? The Big Al room? Well, we'll have to work on well, that. Yeah, we, we'll have to jot down some. It, it doesn't come right away. Didn't, these names didn't come right away to me. I, I spent way too much time thinking about We'll get about the creative them. team working on it. Yeah. Sure, that sounds good. Um, thank you for joining me. It's been a pleasure meeting you, and you're sorely missed in, in my part of the country by um, the Purcells and, and everyone. At, I know you used to be at Secession, and you're somewhat of a legend in that Beaufort, Hilton Head, South Carolina area, so it's nice to, to finally meet you in person. Well, that's very kind of you, and, <laughs> and I will say um, there's a lot of great people um, there, and I miss them dearly, yeah. and I can't wait to welcome them to central Wisconsin and show them this little slice of heaven and they have their own little slice down there as well. And, um, I, you know, you said thank you, but I, you know, say the same thing. Thank you for being here and um, thank you for enjoying what we offer, um, and, and what you can experience. It's, it's pretty special. It's why we do what we do and we're thrilled you were able to come enjoy it. It's truly my pleasure. And I encourage anyone out there, you need to experience this at some point. It's, it's up there for me in terms of destinations around the country, golf destinations. This needs to be on your list, I think. So thanks again. I can't wait to come back. Thank you. Thanks for having us.